handle the truth. Good evening, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Thursday Night Get Right. This is Thomas Freeme back in the house. Welcome back, welcome back. Thank goodness, thank goodness, man. It's been a busy couple weeks. Um, as you can see, my co-host Demetrius is not with me again tonight, but I did connect with him. He is okay. He is just working. He's in a club. And uh, even though that we tried to, to test, it's just way too loud. So um, once again, it is just you and I. But all is good, all is good. So many blessings, many blessings. Thank God we're all here. So as always, I pray that everybody is safe and sound in the comforts of their home, tuning in, enjoying the show. Um, it's been a hectic, hectic couple weeks, man. Uh, so for my Spotify listeners, my Audible listeners, please um, forgive me on that. Please be patient. As a disclaimer, as always, you know, this is uh, this is just me. It's just me um, editing, recording, doing all the, the filming, all of these things. And then, um, of course, being a nonprofit founder as well, everything that I have on the side going with that, which is a tremendous, tremendous amount, being that this is the time for funding. So with that being said, happy Easter, everybody. I pray that you go into Easter this weekend, uh, again, with family, comfort, and uh, just really getting back into surrounding yourself with peace, love, harmony, and really trying to truly surround yourself with those that you know are loyal to you as friends, family, and love, because we're going into tumultuous times, and it's just going to keep getting worse. This is, this is just the start of the chaos that's getting ready to unfold. You know, when we talk about history, we talk about the things that have occurred in this nation, in the building of this nation, it has been an ugly, ugly history. And whether a lot of it is true or false, we don't know. Um, we can go by accounts that have been passed down, which is what I like to go by, but none of it is pretty. You know, none of it is pretty. A lot of it is filled with conspiracy. A lot of it is filled with murder. A lot of it is filled with hatred. And a lot of it is filled with, with war. And I truly honestly feel that we're getting back into those times because we as Americans have uh, been duped. We've been duped for so long. And I think a lot of us are really coming into the realization that what we were led to believe really isn't true. And it's causing a lot of disharmony in our communities. It's causing a lot of chaos, a lot of division. And more importantly, it's, it's dividing our children from the parents and that that is uh the detriment that that we're seeing occur now so the two topics i really want to touch today is of course you know donald trump being arrested this is what we're all talking about the 34 felony charges i'm not going to get so much into donald trump i'm not going to get into the politics i'm not going to get into the charges what i am going to get into is the utilization and weaponization of our criminal justice system. So as we've been witnessing for the past several years, we have been witnessing a lot of truth come out through actions of our government, worldwide actions, this, this whole monetary system that, that has been exchanging hands, 
you know the the the, the growth of crypto we've been we've been watching a lot of things occur in our lives that go against what we were taught growing up and there have been individuals out there who have been speaking these messages and have gone unheard because of the indoctrination that has been put into our heads, whether it's through this un-American media that has taken over or just miseducation of Americans who have certificates behind them, who people trust and believe that they know what they're talking about. Because of this, we have gotten to a place to where people really don't know what the truth is. Everything that we grew up believing is is coming to realize that it's it's wrong. And a lot of these conspiracy theorists that, you know, since the 80s, we have been laughing at and making fun of a lot of what they've been saying is is coming true. And if it's not coming true, a lot of what they said makes a hell of a lot more sense than what is going on now for the first time, people, for the first time. This is the importance of, of what is really going on with Donald Trump and, and the arrest is this is the first time in American history that an, an American president has been charged, has been charged. And true enough, I mean, if, if the man committed crimes, the man deserves to be to be tried. He, de he, he deserves to be sentenced. He deserves to to face the repercussions of his actions as I was and as so many of my colleagues have been as well. So there's, there's no arguing with me on that point. However, this goes into the discussion and the conversation and the message of this podcast and what I have been saying from the very beginning of the corruption and the power that our criminal justice system is used for, how it's used and to, to apply pressure to certain types of communities through our nation. No one never wants to hear this message until it happens to them. You know, being in a lot of Facebook groups, um, a lot of advocacy groups, I see this all the time. I see parents who were completely for the prisons, uh, had the lock them up mentality until something happened to their child and then they were forced to have to go through this system and now they're singing a different tune. And, and we're seeing that with Trump now, right? And of course, I think Trump knew, of course, the, the system, how it was the whole time, but Trump never thought that he would see himself being run through the system. And now he's coming out trying to explain how this system is utilized to apply pressure for political means or when you have a prosecutor that is, is forcing, forcing convictions, it's, it's all for political gain. It's all political motivation. These prosecutors are trying to get somewhere in their lives, too. Uh, for example, DeSantis, and we'll get into DeSantis here in a minute and, and his passing of the concealed license, the, the restructuring of the concealed license here in Florida. So, of course, I think everybody who is in tune with what's going on here in America realizes and understands that Trump's arrest is, is fully politically motivated it's to try to get this guy to stop running for re-election in 2024. But all of this is politically based, politically motivated. How do I know? Because there's been many other presidents that have done far more atrocious things than what Donald Trump has been arrested for. Now, mind you, again, this is the first time in American history that 
a president has been charged criminally. You've opened a door that is going to bring a lot of demons through it. And, and we're going to see how this is going to play out within the next several presidencies, especially if Trump gets back into office now, because you've set, you've set standard, right? You've, you've set a precedence is what they call it in law, right? Now there's a precedence on how to and what to arrest American presidents under. So now when we get into that, we start to think about, well, wait a minute, let's go back to who President Clinton paid off. There's a payoff, $850,000, I believe, is the sum of that payoff that Clinton paid to Paula Jones. There was no arrest, no charges. So the indictment on Seal Tuesday includes 34 counts of falsifying business records with intent to commit another crime and aid and conceal the commission thereof. That's a Class E felony, the lowest level of felony in the state of New York. So you go after an American president for a Class E felony which is fine. I'm okay with that. Listen, people, I'm okay with that. If the man broke the law, if you want to press charges against him, hey, man, I'm for it. I'm for the, 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 the criminal justice system, but to each of their own, right? I want to see Biden arrested. I want to see George Bush arrested. I want to see Clinton arrested. I want to see Obama arrested. I'm sure that we can sit down and come up with a lot better charges than what the state of New York came up with against Trump. But getting into the fact of, of what this is, is the power of the prosecutor. What we're witnessing is the power of the prosecutor and how they can go in front of a grand jury and get a grand jury to indict. This is why the grand jury indictments are sealed. This is why the grand jury are protected. Nine times out of 10, these are quote unquote, unnamed selected civilians throughout the community who are pulled in and selected to be part of this grand jury, everyday common, uh, everyday common citizens. I don't believe that. How do we know? It's sealed. We don't know who they are. We're just going by what the government tells us. Now, be, me being federally indicted and, and knowing, always having the question as to how was I indicted? If all the evidence that was presented at trial, all the evidence that was presented at my federal trial came from only from individuals that were arrested on the very same day that I was arrested and you had no other evidence other than that. How was I indicted? How did I get involved in that indictment? What evidence of my wrongdoing was brought forward in front of a grand jury that the grand jury can say absolutely that this man is guilty of this charge that we are getting ready to lay him down on. You can. So a lot, of, a lot of these indictments that come from our grand jury is speculation. It's all speculative, right? So, so what happens is, how, how you get an indictment? How does an indictment come down? So let's, let's cover this, right? So how an indictment comes down is you have, you have person A who makes an accusation against person B. So you have person A that now calls the police, makes this accusation against person B, and somewhat of this accusation can, can be proven to, to somewhat be factual, right? There's something there that backs up what it is that you're accusing of. So now you have the state that comes in 
and they take this this evidence that they've accumulated, this small amount of evidence and, spe and speculative evidence, and they take it in front of a group of individuals, 12 to 15 individuals, and they present this case of evidence to these individuals. These individuals then make a determination based upon the facts that have been presented to them, whether they will sign an indictment uh, or what that indictment should look like. And then the indictment comes out. The police station is then notified. They put a warrant out for your arrest. And then they come and pick you up from your job, whether you know what the hell is going on or not. This is a lot of the unconstitutionality that's going on within our criminal justice system is that there is a group of individuals that is bringing charges against you that you are unable to defend. And that is a violation of our constitutional right. When anybody brings a charge against me, I am allowed to defend it. And no, not at the end of the process, when all of the charges have already been formed, at the very beginning of the process. When that accusation comes down, either me or my attorney should be in front of that grand jury arguing these facts as well. We should have a mini trial to even see whether I'm indicted or not. But that's not what happens in America. What happens in America is you have a prosecutor who puts together quote unquote facts, brings them in front of individuals without your presence or knowledge or the presence or knowledge of an attorney. There is no defense for you whatsoever. You have these individuals in here saying that. So what we're holding, what, what we're really relying on is the fact that all prosecutors are just the most righteous of individuals, that they're going to go in and that, there's going, that they are going to be the barricade for all corruption. And they're going to make sure that the Constitution is withheld 100%. And this is what we're relying on these prosecutors for. And that's, what, and that's how America has been duped. Right. We've been duped into believing that prosecutors are the good people, that they're that they are the, the sole providers of safety in our communities and that they are lacking, you know, locking up the bad people. We do have good prosecutors out there and we need prosecutors. No question. What we don't need is the egotistical maniacs, the narcissists who are abusing this power solely for political gain, solely for career um, escalation, power and simply just because they can. Right. And, and, and when I sit here and say that our American prosecutors have more power than the judge, this is what I mean. Prosecutors have way more power in a courtroom than a, than a defendant's attorney. Way more than a defense attorney. A defense attorney is very meek, quiet, silent, unless they're just got brass. You know, now, if you're talking one of these top top-notch million-dollar law firms, of course, they, they have gall. But these, these little lawyers that are just coming into the game, more than likely what you know us in the poor community are going to be with, public defenders, um, new attorneys, things of that nature, they get ate up alive in the courtroom. These prosecutors shut them down in a heartbeat, and the judge is always going to side with the prosecutor, nine times out of ten. So the power that the prosecutor wields in the courtroom is unprofound. And we don't know that. And when you get into a federal courtroom, it's even worse. And this is why cameras aren't allowed in federal courtrooms, because you cannot see really what goes on inside of these courtrooms. You know, they like to put it on the fact that they have high profile cases and witnesses and, you know, all these things. And they can't they have to keep these people protected. 
that's absolutely right. Because a lot of these people are, are in your neighborhoods right now still committing crimes in the face of the FBI for further conspiracy advancement. This, again, is what our government does in our communities. They allow drug dealers to keep dealing drugs so that they can keep busting people. Our federal government really needs um, a, a complete overhaul. It has been, it's been corrupted. It's been, it's been utilized and weaponized against the American people. And it is not doing what it, it was put in place to do. Or maybe it, it is doing what it was put in place to do. And we just see it differently, right? So this whole thing with Trump, again, is, is political gain. It's a political power move. And it's our criminal justice system being used in that fashion. So let's just think about all the individuals, right? Let's think about all the individuals who have been proclaiming wrongful convictions, proclaiming innocence, and we've laughed at these individuals and scrutinized them to the point that like the one individual who just got out, it took him 18 years to get out of prison. It took 18 years for them to, to figure out that it was a mistaken identity, 18 years. So there's a lot of corruption in that, I'm sure. But we don't hear about that. We don't hear about these judges going to jail. We don't hear about these prosecutors being put charges on them. Like in the case of, of Governor Whitmer and Dana Nessel up there in Michigan, right? With Temujin Kinsu and all the other individuals that are fighting for their freedom up there in the face of, of being incarcerated while innocent. When and if it comes out that these people are corrupt and that they were withholding evidence and doing corrupt things in the name of political chess playing, what do we do? We don't do anything. We don't arrest these people. We don't go after them. We don't. We set these people free. We give them a little bit of money and we just ask them to keep their mouth shut and just enjoy the rest of their lives so that these individuals, these corrupt individuals can go on with their careers untarnished. Disgust me and I'm tired of it. A lot of Americans are tired of it. We're tired of watching these people get passes over and over and over again. But yet we never get no pass. We never get anything easier in our life. Nothing comes easier. We're expected to pay taxes, pay bills, work harder, work longer, separate ourselves from our families. We're expected to do all this stuff. But yet these people get passes all the time. These people get passes all the time. And I think we the people are tired of it. I know I am. I know I am because my life in my eyes, to me, my life ain't no different than DeSantis or Trump or any one of them. My life is just as valuable to me, my children, my family, as one of them are to anybody else. Their life is no more valuable than mine. That's how I look at it. Others may see it differently. That's their perception and that's on them. For me, this is my life and it's just as important. So when I feel like I've been caught up in what I like to call a prisoner of war, Right. Why can't I call myself a POW? If you're running around calling the war on drugs, this is a legitimate war. How am I not a POW? How am I not a prisoner of this war that you have designed and brought into this this country yourself? You're the one government that has flooded our streets with these drugs. You're the one that has allowed these doctors to create pill mills and addict half our nation on on pills. Now we got an opioid crisis. We, you know, I mean, come on, government. We the people aren't having it anymore, and I think we're, we're catching on to it. We're seeing it. And as we move on, the discussion to DeSantis now, again, my warning to the American people, the voters of Florida, is understand the prosecutor's mind. 
You have to understand the prosecutorial mind. Look at what DeSantis is doing, and not only what look at what DeSantis is doing, but people listen to what this man is saying. Specifically now as it comes to Trump being indicted, listen to what this man is saying. This man is a prosecutor. So when he's telling you about how they're utilizing the law for political gain, because he knows that gain, he is a prosecutor. He's a prosecutor. I got into it on a, on a discussion on TikTok, you know, and an individual was asking me, okay, well, how do you know that DeSantis is like any other prosecutor that utilizes? Because any prosecutor that utilizes the cash bail system ha has gotten uh, individuals to plea out, coerce them to plea, again, is a violation of your constitutional right. That's extortion for one. And for two, when we scratch the surface of that surface and we go into auditing his career, his profiles, I'm willing to bet my life I will go to prison for the rest of my life if we find one prosecutor that has not done one unconstitutional act, has followed the Constitution, has not coerced or, or tried to extort anybody that they've ever prosecuted, that they've allowed individuals to go to trial, and not only allowed them to go to trial, but did not punish them for going to trial. Still seek the lower sentence, still seek the, little, the littlest amount of time because this individual went to trial, not punish them to the full extent of the law because they went to trial, but allowed them to go to trial and still receive the same amount of time that they would have got if they pled. You're not going to find one prosecutor. I guarantee it. If you do, man, kudos to you. I'll go to prison right now for the rest of my life. Guaranteed, hands down. Word is bond. Because you're not. You're not going to. You're not going to because the whole cash bail system, the whole locking a person up in jail, the whole plea bargain system is all extortion. It's extortion. So that's how I know DeSantis, as a prosecutor, doesn't have a clean record. Maybe according to, to how the rules have been written today, but all the rules are unconstitutional. They all have to be redone, rewritten, if we're talking about any kind of euphoria in, in America. You know, if we're seriously talking about making America great, as the, as the caption slogans go, really turning America into the prospect of what it's supposed to be, the ideology, the culture of what we've been told it was supposed to be, if we're truly trying to make that into that, then that's where it starts at. Redoing these slave laws, the tax code, getting rid of the IRS, stop the extortion, stop the oppression, create equality for all, get this immigration under control, stop sending money all to every other damn country in the world but us, start putting term limits on these, on these um, representatives. Start holding these, these representatives and these prosecutors accountable, the, the magistrates, the judges, legislators, representatives, police, all of them, hold them accountable for when they break the law, the same as any American citizen would. And in my eyes, I don't see how any of these officials are above an American citizen anyhow. Like, why would you give immunity to somebody that's less than? That makes no sense to me. How are they more than? To me, they're less than. They're there. They're a representation of us. We, the people. 
So if they're a representation of us, we the people, that means that we are the boss. And if we are the boss, how are we giving our workers immunity? But yet we don't have immunity. Make that make sense. But we've allowed these things to happen to us because we want to watch football and we want to worry about our makeup and fake boobs and who's screwing who. And we want to watch Jerry Springer and we want to watch all of these things that make no difference in our lives and does nothing but fool us and make us think that life is a reality that is not. That is what our concern is. And this is why we are where we are. Don't have a friggin' clue what's going on in this world. Not a friggin' clue. No clue what's going on. Running around making a bunch of assumptions based upon what somebody else said. And then when you have somebody in front of you, when you have somebody in front of you that has gone through these experiences and you are sitting there telling them that everything that you know is a lie, you don't believe this person, even though that they went through the experience. But you would rather still listen to another person because they have a suit on who has never went through this experience. They've been trained on it. They've been taught on it. They've been educated on it. They have a certificate called Harvard. And we know that what Harvard is, Harvard is elite. Anybody coming from Harvard, he knows what he's talking about. People don't know crap. Eh? You know what they know? Indoctrination. That's what they know. That's what these people know. These are institutions of indoctrination. And you're paying thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars to get yourself indoctrinated with nothing but false and lies. This is why none of these criminal law professors at these universities want to talk to me, interact with me, because... They know it's all a lie, man. It's all false. Who wants to stop crime? What prosecutor wants to stop crime? What prosecutor wants to protect you from crime? What cop wants to protect you from crime? What judge wants to protect you from crime? None of them. Why would they? Their career stops. They protect you from crime. They have no career. Their whole career is based upon crime. Make it make sense, people. All these people's careers... Even even your attorney, this attorney's career is based upon crime. If there's no crime, none of these people have careers. They're not sending their children to college. They don't have the big houses with the BMWs. They don't have these things. Because there's no crime. What do you need them for? There's no prisons. There's no jails. There's no cops. There's no none of that. For what? There's no crime. Of course they need crime. Who the hell wants to stop crime? Crime's a big business, man. And just like anything else, man, you know, when it comes to fear mongering and things of that nature, let me let me break it down to you like this here, right? This is this is simple big bank take little bank, right? Big bank take little bank. So just as in the mafia, just as in prison, just as in anywhere else, if I want to extort you, if you have something that I want, a lot of times it's cash. You got money, I want your money. How am I going to get your money from you without roughing you up, beating you up? Because I know you're going to call the police. So I have to trick you out of your money. How do I do that? I instill fear into you. I instill fear into you. Just like the mafia does, right? Mafia comes to you. Hey, man, you know, everybody's paying here on the block. This is what they do. They have no issues, blah, blah, blah. Man tells them, you know what? I'm cool. I don't need protection. I'm fine. All right, got it. What do you think the mafia is going to do? They're going to send five goons over there to beat the, lad of the, the hell out of the store owner, rob him, maybe set his place on fire. And then guess what the store owner is going to do? He's going to start paying for the protection. When you go to prison, when you go to prison, when you walk in through that prison gate, guess what's happening? 
you're going to be attacked in some form or fashion, right? You're going to be attacked in some form or fashion, whether it's your, your stuff is going to be stolen, you may be physically assaulted, you may be threatened. Somehow, some way, you're going to be heart-checked. It's what we call that. You're going to be heart-checked. And then guess what's going to happen after that happens? You're going to have an individual that's going to come to you offering protection in the form of gangs, in the form of whatever. It's all a ploy. Those two individuals, they got together. This is the, this is the plan. Listen, when new guys come into prison, you go rough them up. You scare them up. We're going to come behind them, try to re recruit them into the gang. This is how gangs recruit. This is how it all works. What makes you think that the government does something different? What makes you think that, American people? The government does the same thing. They instill fear into us through the fear mongering by creating this, this, this perception of global terrorism. Global terrorism. There's terrorists everywhere. And we are the only nation in the world that doesn't have terrorism. And we're protecting everybody from here. And there's few other nations that join with us. You know, and we call this the whatever. The get fresh crew. The get along gang. Government does the same thing. And what's scary is that Americans, we the people, are starting to realize that America is the terrorist. Who's invaded more countries? It's funny how we keep hearing these people on the news, these, these, these government officials sit here and say, nobody's done this since World War II. What are you talking about? We've invaded Vietnam. We've invaded Iraq. We have invaded Afghanistan. We've invaded how many other countries? What the hell are you talking about? It's never pointed at us. Sit down, watch C-SPAN sometime, people. Spend some time getting to know your representatives up there. And if you don't watch C-SPAN, sit down for a little bit and watch C-SPAN and listen to how these individuals talk. Listen to their problem solving. One, they're horrible at it. There's not too much critical thought that goes on up there. It's just a bunch of... of overt opinions based upon assumptions because none of these people have have been in our poor communities as of today. They may have grown up in them 40, 50 years ago or what they consider the poor community. They have no touch with our communities today. Where in what city and what community have you seen a representative in there walking around, going door to door, asking people, hey, I'm Governor, I'm Governor DeSantis and I'm here knocking on your door today to ask you how you really feel today. When was the last time we saw anybody like that? When was the last time we saw an American president out in the public doing a town hall meeting? A true town hall meeting, just going out there, worried about assassination. Okay, I get it. But why have our American presidents been assassinated? And who has assassinated him truly? No, man, we're no American citizens. We're no rogue people. And the damn sure we're no rogue killing out here with the cash app killer. That wasn't no rogue killing either. Could have been. Could have been just wrong place at the wrong time, but I don't believe in that stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on, particularly when it comes to Cash App. But DeSantis signed in, quietly I may add, very hush-hush, that you do not have to have a permit to carry concealed in Florida anymore. You do not have to have a permit to carry concealed in Florida anymore. Anybody that has a gun license, 
apparently can, can, can carry it concealed. Now, I'm, I'm a firm believer in this. I'm okay with this. As long as, again, the proper education that comes along with this. Again, I feel that this is something that was done out of political gain. Um, I think that the Santis is all just about political warfare. I don't. I really, honestly, don't feel that he has the best intent when it comes to Florida, the community, um, or what's going on. I just feel that DeSantis is a in-your-face braggart that feels that they're the solution to all problems in in America. I know he feels that he's a solution to all problems here in Florida, and I know he feels that he's got Florida on point. But when you rip off the covers of Florida and really look at what's going on. Florida is one of the one of the worst, most corrupt states, especially when it comes to incarceration. Especially when it comes to individuals that are going coming home from incarceration, recidivism and going back to prison again, some of the highest in the nation. Particularly coming right here out of Hillsborough County, which hopefully here in the coming soon, I will have a big dent and a big part of doing that with me and my colleagues, the Gem Institute. You know, shout out to Ink to Ink, shout out to Power Night at Tampa Bay, uh, Coach Darren White, Miss Julia Pauls, shout out to my crew. This gets into a lot of, again, my awareness and my discussion as to why we have so many felony convictions in America. Why is it important to serve so many convictions? Why is it so much crime? Why is there so much convictions? Because... You have to keep in mind of the two rights that you lose when you receive a felony conviction. That's your gun rights and your voting rights. Now, true enough, you can go and you can apply to get those back, but you have to go in front of a judge and you have to be approved for that. Again, this is a process, a pick and choose process. I personally feel like there should be a whole separate hearing. An American citizen should have a separate hearing when it comes to the process of, of rights. So when you catch a charge um, before the sentencing phase or maybe even during the sentencing phase, there's an actual hearing of what rights shall be pulled from this individual based upon the crime. Like you shouldn't lose your gun rights for all crimes, you know, especially if if a gun wasn't even involved in a crime. Why would I why should I lose my gun rights? Why should I lose my right to to a gun? If my crime had nothing to do with a gun, makes no sense. So a lot of this, again, has has to do with control. You're losing your gun rights. You're losing your voting rights. These are two key essential rights to being an American citizen. So essentially, without those rights, you're you're basically living in a in a social a socialistic climate. Because you have no right to vote to change your circumstance and you have no right to defend yourself. So your defense is solely based upon the government. Your, your, life, your life expectancy is, is based solely on the government because you have no gun rights. You cannot defend yourself. So that is something that, that definitely has to change. Um, term limits on our representation has to change. But sticking with DeSantis and the signing, again, quietly, of this, this bill. Now, again, I'm not adverse to the bill. I'm fine with it. If you're a gun owner, you should be able to carry your gun. Um, I believe in, in carrying your gun concealed because guns make people nervous. 
guns guns make people nervous and if your gun is out it it definitely it definitely makes people nervous and and uh i'm fine with the concealed however what i'm not fine with again is who passed this who passed this if our voting system works if our voting system works and we are to believe in our voting system as we the people and I believe it was 67% of, I think, 2,000 polled, whether they agreed with this, this new bill or not, and 67% of that uh, disagreed with it. And I think a large proportion of Florida disagreed with, disagrees with this bill. However, it was still signed. It was still passed in the 11th hour in the quiet, uh, just a select few officials in the office with DeSantis when this was signed. So again... Who's passing this? Is this we the people passing it? Or is this a governor who thinks that this is the best for his state? This is what I think is best and this is what I'm going to do. So although I agree with the bill, I'm not adverse to it. I don't agree with how it was passed because, again, I don't feel it was in we the people's vote. And that goes back to all this money that's being sent to different countries. Is this we the people sending this or is this our corrupt government sending it? Is we the people saying, yes, we agree holistically, wholeheartedly with sending money to Ukraine and we want to keep funding them? We're the taxpayer. We got to pay it off. So we're cool with it. Then listen, I'm cool with it. But I don't think or believe that that is the American popular vote. My father says he wants his money back for all the times he had to pay for his permit. You may be able to, Pops. You have to You have to check that. I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe they're doing that. But it's absolutely law now that you don't need a permit to carry concealed. So beware in the event, in case you guys aren't up to date, we had a popular YouTuber that was just shot, I believe, in Virginia because he's one of these pranksters. And we see these individuals running around pulling these pranks on people unsuspecting pranks and not only are they pulling pranks but they're pulling pranks in high toxic environments this is the key of it you're going into walmart you're going into target you're going into low low like uh low income areas areas of high stress high toxicity and you're pulling these pranks of uh i don't know threatening people bullying people and Somebody got shot. A popular YouTuber got shot, ran across the wrong person. And now, of course, this person has charges for shooting the individual, felony charges, going to go to prison for a good a good amount of while. And there's a lot of empathy for the YouTuber. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe he survived. What a crazy world. And the YouTuber's like, just be careful out there. No, you be careful. You be careful. Especially now if you're coming to Florida, because there's going to be a whole lot of people carrying guns. I'll tell you that. So, again, pay attention to what DeSantis is saying. Listen to him. Don't just agree with these people. Listen to what they're saying and question. Look at the whole picture. Don't just focus in on what is happening to Trump. Look at the whole picture. So when we have individuals, Jennifer Gross is one of them, part of the Real Housewives of Michigan. But when we have individuals that are up here advocating for their husbands, advocating for their wives and have been doing this not for six months or eight months but for years upon years upon years right you have to understand that there is something behind that 
And given in light of what we're seeing, you have to say, well, if this can happen to Trump, who the hell else can it happen to? And it's not to say that Trump is anybody special, but you're talking about a billionaire, a billionaire. Prosecutors rarely go after billionaires. Why? Because they can put together a hell of a legal team. And, the, and they have a hell of a lot more money than what the state has when it comes to trial. So very rarely are they going after these individuals because when a prosecutor loses their trial, when they put all the state's money and effort into going, taking an individual to trial and they lose that, that is a hard scar in their portfolio. And that's what's more important than anything to these prosecutors is a portfolio. They don't want to be known as a prosecutor that didn't, that couldn't prosecute. What good is a prosecutor that can't prosecute? So pay attention to what DeSantis is saying about our criminal justice system, how it's being utilized against us, because he knows he is an individual that works this system. He's an individual that works our system. Our VP is a prosecutor. Look at all of the corruption that went on within her prosecution. Her time as a prosecutor. These prosecutors are something that needs to be under a microscope. We should be scrutinizing these prosecutors and making sure that they are following and adhering to the Constitution in all aspects of the law and that they are not utilizing or weaponizing our criminal justice system for political gain, political power, because that washes away communities. And then when we, the people, are trying to understand why so much crime is coming out of these poor communities, why there's so much frustration, why, the, why there's so much anger, so much hatred, because of these atrocities that we witness are happening in front of our eyes on a daily basis in every community going on around our nation. And they've been doing it since the 80s. This is how we have almost 3 million people incarcerated. You have to, we the people, you have to wrap your head around that. You have to understand that here in America, the land of the free, there are more people incarcerated by 75% than number two, which is China. Which is China. We have incarcerated more people in the land of the free than anywhere else in the world. How does that not strike conflict in your mind? How? How is that not striking conflict in your mind? That means we are not free. What else is there to say about that? Involuntary servitude. Understand the definition of involuntary servitude and then look what goes on with our national debt, what the national debt is, what it means, and then ask yourself, how am I not an involuntary servitude? How am I not a slave in America? These are the grips that we have to come, come into. We got to come into this, we the people, to truly understand what has gone on in our nation over the last 40 to 50 years, how we got here, how we change it. Because if not, people, we are going to go into another civil war. And people may think that they're ready for this. But I want you to imagine this. What happens if all the truckers get shut down? We just start going into a civil unrest all over the nation. Right. Martial law is instilled. There's no trucker routes. There's no food being administered anywhere in America. And it's just what do you have in your fridge? What have you stockpiled that you can eat? 
And then when, when these electric companies and whatnot are ordered to shut down, what happens then? What do you do? Like, we do not want this, America. We do not want this. And in order to prevent this, we have to come together. We have to unite within our communities. We have to start buying American products, start producing American products, and start living for Americans. Not black, not white, not brown, but Americans. We have to start living for Americans. Other than that, we're going to end up going into a civil unrest, and there's going to be a lot of famine. There's going to be a lot of ugliness, barbarism, crime. You think crime is bad? There'll be a lot of raping and pillaging. People, you don't want that. You think that it's cool on TV to sit here and watch it for two hours, but it's not. I've seen what human beings can do when they're in an animal, animalistic rage. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've been part of it. It is not pretty. It is not nice. There's nothing about it. It's done because it has to be done. It's done because change is needed. Chaos brings change. But also what brings change is education and awareness. So it's, it's just deciding as to what it is that you want. How do you want change to occur? Do you want that change to occur chaotically? Or do you want that change to occur with education and knowledge and peace? That's something that you have to take within. And, you, and it's, it's each of our responsibility to, to sit down and take a look at ourselves, our daily interactions with other Americans, other people in the world, other people in, in, in our community, our own household. How are we interacting? Are we being hypocritical? Are we doing as we say and expecting others to do? I mean, so it's just taking a look at how we as human beings are functioning. Are we lying to ourselves? Are we doing the things that, that bring chaos into the world? Self-accountability is what is needed here in America because everybody can sit around and agree with me that America is a narcissistic country, but nobody's going to sit around and agree with me that they're a narcissist. So where do we go from that? Where do we go from that? I have no problem admitting that I have very many narcissistic traits. I have been indoctrinated and trained to believe a lot of things that aren't true. And it has led into a, a life of chaos for me that has a, affected my ability to trust individuals and to see good in people. Right. So it's understanding that there's a lot of narcissistic traits, a lot of toxic traits that come out of that. And I'm OK with that. Because I want to spot them, recognize them, and correct them. And that does not make me a bad person. What does make me a bad person is when I don't recognize these things, I refute them, I don't administer to them, I don't think about them, and I sit here and I tell myself constantly that I don't have them. That is where I become the narcissist. And that is the difference between being a narcissist and having narcissistic traits. With that being said, people, I love you guys. Again, pay attention, please. Shut off your TVs, shut off your radios, pay attention to what's going around you. Minimize your home. Stop spending so much money so that you can start buying and purchasing American. I know it's more expensive, it's a little bit harder, but this is what we have to do. We have to take pride back into our country and not in ourselves.
take pride back into our country. With that, please visit www.cominghomecoalition.com for further instructions on how to donate to support uh, the Thomas Free Me TV and podcast show, to support the nonprofit here in the Tampa Bay area, to keep us growing, to keep us doing what we're doing. Uh, my co my co founder Yvette Harvey and I are working our tailbones off, man, and it's becoming very stressful on us, very tiring on us. We need the help of our community to, to, to help us. We're doing everything that we can to try to um, provide a lot of comfort within our community, um, a lot of awareness, a lot of education, but this is taxing. It takes money. We have bills to pay. We need the support of our community as well. So please go to www.cominghomecoalition.com to figure out how you could support a dollar monthly, five dollars monthly, this stuff adds up. So please find a way to support if you can. If you believe in me, you believe in my message, you want to see my message grow. Um, thank you again for all my listeners, my subscribers. I want to say shout out to Germany. Man, Germany has been blowing it up on my podcast. So shout out to all my Germans. Australia coming up, England coming up. I love, I love the fact that I'm being heard around the world. Um, another big benefactor in, in my podcast success is Japan, Singapore. So thank you for all these countries who, who are over there listening to the Thomas Free Me show. I'm trying to be better, do better at producing a, a better audio show. Um, I have to remember that not everybody is, is video or has the potential to watch video. With my Spotify, there are options for you to go leave a comment, to leave an opinion. I do have polls on some of my shows, so please interact in that way. I want to make this as interactive as I can. I want people's feedbacks. I want people to reach out to me. I want people to to enlighten me on things that are going on in their neck of the woods and and such. So please be involved in the Thomas Free Me show. It's just not here. I don't want people just agreeing with me. I, I want people helping me. You know, this is this is what it's about. It's about coming together. It's about help. It's about growth. It's about network. It's about unity. It's about love. And it's about time I get out of here. So you guys go do what you got to do. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully we'll have Demetrius on the show next week. We are going to start re recording a lot of um, episodes, pre-recording, because <clears throat> his mornings is a lot more free than the evening times. My mornings are as well. So we'll see about getting that. Shout out to 88.5 for keeping it real in the community here in Tampa Bay and giving shouts out to the Thomas Free Me Show. Still working on getting our podcast out on there streaming on 88.5 WMNF. Thank you for all my other sponsors. Other than that, stay blessed, stay loved, stay united in our communities. Be your best self. Peace. Thomas Freeme. I'm out.